Hi friends, my name is Peyton Williams. Um, if you're here right now, you know that this podcast is called How Are You Really? Um, I'm so anxious. This is terrifying. I'm shaking right now. So yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. So you might be thinking, oh my God, Peyton, what are you doing? Why are you making a podcast? And honestly, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, but I feel like this has been kind of a long time coming. And I feel like everything that has happened in my life has happened for a reason. And honestly, maybe it can help someone else, or maybe this is just therapy for me, whatever. Either way, we're fucking doing it. Also, side note, cussing will occur um, sorry mom and dad, that's just how it's gonna be. So, now, let's get started. So, now you might be thinking, okay Peyton, what do you even have to talk about? Well, good question, there's a ton. When I first decided to do this, I wanted it to be specifically about mental health, and then I kind of started to think about it, and I realized that Mental health is literally in every aspect of our lives. And whenever I mention mental health, I don't mean like mental illnesses or issues or, you know, any of that stuff. Mental health can be a good thing, you know, like you could have great mental health, which is awesome. Good for you. I mean, I mean, props, but. No matter who you are, how old you are, what you do for work, what you do for fun, anything. Mental health is important and it should be talked about normally. So now you're probably thinking, okay, yeah, that's great, but why should I even listen to you? Good question. So here's the part where I tell you my whole entire life story. Um, I hope you're ready for it because it's probably going to be kind of long. I don't really know yet. I will try to sum it up as best I can, but um, I feel like I'm kind of a talker, so we'll see how it goes. So it all started pretty much the day I was born. I'm kind of kidding, but also not really. I have had anxiety ever since I can remember. One of my very first memories is actually walking out of my bedroom to my babysitter watching a show about a woman giving birth. Don't ask me why she was watching that. I have no idea. I was three years old. And after that moment, I was absolutely terrified that I was going to get pregnant. And my parents were like, Peyton, you you have no idea how that even works. That's not even possible. But I thought it was. So that's really the first memory of anxiety. Then my first memory of OCD was me being late to my soccer games as a five-year-old because my socks and shoes weren't on right and I would have to re-put them on until they felt right. And I'm just going to pause here for a second and kind of explain OCD because I feel like a lot of people don't really know what it is or they use the term very loosely and definitely not in the correct context. So my OCD stems from my anxiety. 
I will get anxious about something or a bad thought will come into my head and I will have to do a compulsion to get rid of it. For example, one of the ones I do very frequently is like turning a light switch on and off. And I have to do it a certain amount of times or until it feels right. And it's really hard to explain. And there is a ritual or compulsion for pretty much everything that I do. But obsessive compulsive disorder can be different for every single person that has it. There are people who have to wash their hands a lot because they're afraid of contamination. There are people who have to clean a lot and have everything all nice and tidy. Um, which is the kind of OCD that people associate OCD with. Um, For example, people will say, oh my god, I'm so OCD because they like things straight and neat and tidy. Um, But I hate to break it to you, but that's not OCD. That's just being clean. People with actual OCD, they have to do these things because of the thought in their head or something bad will happen if they don't do it. I obviously cannot speak for everyone with OCD because, like I said, everyone's is different. So, we can go more in depth into that in a different podcast because this is just kind of a general life story here. Um, But yeah, just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Then, moving back onto my life story here, my depression kind of got really bad in high school. And I was a really good student all the way up until like the end of my junior year. Going into my senior year, I was super depressed over that summer. Um, My mom actually took me to the hospital one night because I was having suicidal thoughts. I was in my car. I just wanted to crash my car for no apparent reason. I literally do not know what was going through my head. I just had the urge. And it's kind of hard to explain because I wouldn't really say that I had a plan. I mean, obviously I was thinking about crashing my car, but I didn't want to. And I think that's a huge, huge thing to recognize. And I always find it hard to talk about how I was feeling in that moment because I want to voice it in a way that makes sense, but also those thoughts don't make any sense. Um, and if anybody has ever experienced that, I'm sure that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of hard to articulate those things, but anyways, so I was sleeping all the time. I went probably down to like, I think I had 60% attendance my senior year. Um, thank God I had one of like the best principal. She was awesome. Um, she was about to give me detention for not showing up to school. And I didn't really say anything about what was going on the first time. And then she kind of gave me a warning, called me back in a couple weeks later, and pretty much was going to give me detention. And I broke down because I, like I said, I was a good student. I never really did anything wrong. And I didn't want detention. So I kind of broke down, told her everything that was going on. At this point, I was already seeing psychiatrists. I was taking medicine. I was going to therapy, whatever. I had been doing that since about eighth grade. And this was my senior year. I tried to hide it from everyone. And, you know, I was on the outside happy and smiley and athletic and would play sports and do all kinds of things. But I was suffering. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. 
So this principal, she saved me. I mean, like, that sounds dramatic, but I probably wouldn't have graduated high school if it wasn't for her. She would let me come sit in her office when I wasn't feeling good, um, like mentally, not physically. But, um, yeah, she was just awesome. And I still appreciate her to this day because, oh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done without that. But it was kind of hard still because people in my classes would ask me where I was or they'd kind of like scoff when I came in the room and be like, oh, look who finally showed up. And even teachers would do that. So that made me not want to go to class even more because I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know where I was um, or even that I was struggling at all. And that made me even more anxious, obviously. So whatever. Made it through that, graduated Went to college, um, played soccer in college, still currently playing. Um, we'll get to that later. But I was still dealing with my OCD, anxiety, depression. I had been on every medicine under the sun. I mean, still trying to figure out the right medicine to this day um, because medicines will work for two years and they'll just stop working. So that's super fun. I love that. But yeah, so there were a few instances that really, I just don't even know how to describe them. You know, like the typical college stuff, you know, you get anxious about class and, you know, early morning lifts and two-a-days and whatever. But on top of that was the reoccurring mental problems that I already had. So there's a few times that I would have a panic attack or wouldn't be able to physically get out of bed. Um, don't ask me why I am like a zombie when I'm depressed. But there was one particular day where I had a panic attack and I missed practice. And I remember the next day, I will remember this for the rest of my life, my coach pulled me aside And she knew that I had a panic attack. Um, She semi-knew what I was dealing with. Um, And she told me that I was never going to be normal and life was never going to be fair for me and I'm just going to have to get over it. And for the longest time, I took that in the worst way possible. Like, I thought, oh my God, she's right. I'm not normal. Like, life is always going to be hard. Um, You know, and that's just the mental state I was in. And obviously hearing that from an adult and, you know, she said she understood what I was going through because she said she had anxiety too. Hearing that from her, I was devastated. But over the years, um, I've kind of realized that who even knows what normal is? I mean... What even is that word? Nobody's normal. And if there is a normal, I don't want to be it. So anyways, after that, you know, I kind of got my shit together a little bit. I was going to therapy more often, you know, doing the work or so I thought. I was kind of just going through the motions, but you also don't really realize that when you're in the middle of it. Um, so yeah, things were good for a while. And then the next year, um, 
I am, I, uh, I don't know how I feel. Um, I don't particularly love talking about this, but I don't mind talking about it. And at this point, it's just part of my past and what has happened to me. Uh, well, no, I don't like that wording though. I don't like, obviously it happened to me, but I don't know. You know the saying, like, things happen for you, not to you. But I don't really think that rape classifies in that category. It's a really strange feeling. Um, And I really hope that no one can relate. I mean, there is nothing... God, I don't even have the words to speak about it. I mean, there's no words to describe that situation. Um, Yeah, I mean, man. And like I said, I can go into more detail about this stuff on later episodes. Um, But yeah, I really don't even know where to start. I mean... I feel like on most days, I don't think about it anymore. Um, I mean, this was three years ago in November, which is wild. Um, Sometimes I feel like it was a lifetime ago, and sometimes I feel like it was a week ago. But I'm kind of at the point where, like I said, I don't think about it every day. I don't even think about it every week. Um, which I honestly never thought I would get to that point. I thought I was going to be stuck under that every single day for the rest of my life. So I am very proud of myself in that aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I'll say about that for now. I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, so moving on. Okay. Well, I don't want to minimize that because that is a huge thing. Um, Traumatic, exhausting, embarrassing, all of the above, all of the feelings, all the feelings. But I just don't feel like it right now. And I don't really have any words for it. So we're moving on. After that, I went downhill again. Steep, steep decline. I didn't go to class. I failed I don't even know, like three classes that semester, just towards the end, which is crazy. But I told my mom a couple days later, once it actually kind of sunk in, because I I was in denial, I think. Um, But yeah, I told my mom, told her I wasn't going to class, you know, whatever. And I ended up having to tell my athletic director at the school that I went to because I wanted her to know why I was missing class, um, you know, just to give someone kind of an explanation. And she immediately made me go to the Title IX office, which I did not want to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point, um, but she's legally required to send me to Title IX, which was not the greatest experience, if I'm going to be honest. Um, the lady pride and pride and pride, and I didn't, I wasn't 
comprehending everything that was happening. I mean, whenever something like that happens, there's no telling what's going through your mind. I have no idea what I was thinking. I literally could not tell you. So, yeah, that was a whole ordeal. Long story short, I ended up transferring the next year, and that is where I am now. I am in my fifth year because I switched my major so many times. Um, I'm still playing soccer. I redshirted last year because I had compartment syndrome in both calves, so I had a double fasciotomy. And that's kind of where we are now. And I mean, I know a ton of people that struggled through quarantine. That was hard on everyone, not to mention people with mental health. I mean, Jesus, I feel like everybody struggled with that. I mean, if you didn't, that's amazing. I'm proud of you. Um, But man, I was depressed at the beginning. And even I did have COVID in November. And that was awful. I mean, I really wasn't even that sick. So I kind of got pretty lucky, but I only felt bad for like three or four days. And I still had to quarantine for seven more. So (laughs) terrible. But I, most of the time I'm very outgoing. I feel like I'm an ambivert. Is that how you say that? I don't even know. Because I like being around people and doing whatever. And I get really sad if I'm not. But then also at the same time, I really need my alone time. So I don't know what I am. Who even knows? But anyways, that was such a brief synopsis of my life. I feel like there is so much more. I really don't even think I talked about even half of the things. But um, those are the major things. So we'll stick with that for now. And obviously, there's going to be more to come. So this was fun. I appreciate you if you're still here. I mean, 18 minutes I could have gone on for like three hours, so you're welcome. Anyways, I really feel like I didn't touch on half of the things. I should probably write this stuff out before I start, but we're just going to wing it. I am excited about this. Um, In the future, I will have other people on here talking about all of the things. Um, I guess until then... um, Sink or swim, friends. Uh, Have the best week ever. I promise I'll get better at this as I go, but that was pretty damn good. Just saying.